This is episode 24 of Hoops Forum, a production of Radius Athletics and a quick timeout podcast. Today is a special NBA final series. Before we get into that, though, I want to thank our sponsors over at 323 Sports. They've been with us from the beginning here on Hoops Forum. Randy and I were just talking about this. Hard to believe we're already 24 episodes into this. I'm speaking as someone who has personally used 323 Sports. You go with these guys, you're not going to regret it. They've got quick on-time deliveries, great customer support, and they're even better people. To find out more about what they can do for your sports program, visit 323sports.com, or you can get in contact with a rep, sales at 323sports.com. They'll be sure to do it right for your sports program. We are in the middle of the NBA Finals. First up, I caught a little pistol action. You've got Mm -hmm. some other terminology for it. Yeah, and like what you see with Phoenix as well as a lot of NBA teams is they kind of just find this spacing and transition Often two corners filled guy at the top of circle with the ball coming up, what I call the alley or one of the alleys. And, you know, where Chris Paul is between the sideline and the, and the midline, that area, the alley. So this commonly called combination of actions is called pistol. And like my five out language, if you will, I would call this flip, which is the word for the handoff. And then drag is the word for the ball screen. So this would just be flip drag in my nomenclature, but, um, yeah, this is something that that I think in this series against L.A. Lakers and in this game in particular, they scored on this three plays in a row. And it's like, just keep running it, <laughs> you know, just run it until they stop it type thing. So flip drag where um, I would say it's a combination of actions. The flip, the flip is the the jab. The drag screen is the cross. So it's like a combination like a boxer would throw. So. And then you see some sort of things that Devin Booker does well as a mid-range pull-up game where he kind of finds that pocket there at the bottom of the dots and is good, really good elevation on his pull-up shots. Um, you saw him there too when he come off that sc- came off that screen and his man was trailing. He kind of put him in jail by kind of slowing down and kind of trapping him on his back. I really like Devin Booker's pull-up game. I know the mid-range shot is something that you know, we see less and less of, but Phoenix actually does a good job of taking what the defense gives them in most of the ball screen coverages. And, and both Chris Paul and Devin Booker kind of get to two feet and will get, you know, get to their spots and elevate into those, um, you know, pull up jumpers that they hit at a good clip. So, you know, this this action manufactured one of those for, you know, one of their best scores. All right. Next one here. We'll go on. Milwaukee Bucks, some of you may have seen this one just last night. This was run mm-hmm. right at the very end. I'm in the middle right now, uh, the last year or so. I'm obsessed with anything that creates space on the floor. So this is just simply a clear space slob. You know, enter the ball, almost some misdirection there in frame number two where you have the one dribbling away, and it looks like it's going to be something for the two. I mean, you could have a shot if you needed a three in the corner there. Yeah. But then by the time you get to frame number three, you have the whole left side of the floor. And I know sometimes these can be confusing because they're split up into multiple frames. So it almost seems like, all right, first one, pause, second one, pause. Yeah. But really there's a blurring of frame two and frame three. So while yeah. five is cross screening for the two to come out, that eliminates the help from where it would typically most teams are lowest man help. So that would be X2. He's too busy chasing two off the cross screen. And what you end up with is like a completely open side on the other side of the floor. And that's kind of how it ended up last night for Giannis. Had an easy mm-hmm. dunk at the front of the rim. So. Yeah. That's a good one. Good one. And you've got that you got that left side of the court there in frame three when the screener player four slips out of that that screen for three. There's nobody 
you know, nobody there. There's some eye candy in frame two, moving, moving eyeballs over here off that pin screen. And then you've got an empty, empty corner over on the left. All right. Next one up here. Another one from the Bucks. We've got video for this one. Here again, like what I kind of am attracted to when I pull clips and I kind of pulled these back when I made a five out playbook that I recently put together of some of my ideas and ideas I've seen kind of all blended into a package. Um, you can find that on my Twitter page or something everywhere on my uh, website too. Um, but anyway, what I'm attracted to when I start watching teams is like how they find space and how they find positioning and transition. And this is a made break here. Like they just got scored on. So, um, you know, they go inbounder to Chris Paul. And, the, you know, the thing you kind of always see with Aiton is I always like to say Main Street belongs to the big. Main Street, the, the lanes connected, that middle third of the court, if, if, if you're not Aiden, stay out of it, right? So, so the, the rest of the guys find width, find the sideline, and then depth and hit the corners. And I think in this clip, they go right into, um, you know, drag break. You see Mikel Bridges there, like, really getting ahead of the ball. If you went back to right when they set the screen, what, what I was shoot, what I like to shoot for is, like, right here, there's 19 seconds on the shot clock. That's, that's five seconds after they got scored on. They're kind of into their first action. I think that's something that like uh, that coaches watching can take away for for something to look at when you're running your offense, your early offense package, your primary break, secondary break type things is like I'm not a big fan of like the type of offenses where like we're trying to get a shot up in this many seconds or we're trying to get 90 shots a game or something like that. Like, But what I do kind of like to connect the time element to is how quickly from when we gain possession to when we kind of get to our opening. And our opening here is a drag screen. This is five seconds. So that's pretty good. I think you can get there in four. You know, maybe without a 36-year-old point guard, you get there in, in four seconds, right? But, uh, yeah, right here they get right into a drag break. You see the symmetry on the court with the two guys filling the corners. Saric over here is finding our sideline toward us. And right into a drag break, just seamlessly and naturally, no call needed, just find space create an advantage and let's see if we can, if we can create a closeout and penetration. Yeah. So there LeBron James tags the roller when, when Aiton rolled to the basket, Chris Paul snaps it back on the shake action to bridges and has LeBron in a closeout and Aiton is able to seal when the ball goes over his head. So our teaching is if you're rolling, the ball goes over your head, leg whip, leg whip your man and post. So my language for this is kind of borrowing the common language would be drag, shake, punch. And then Bridges clears out the side once he enters the post. So there's there's offense, ball's coming up the alley, corners are filled, drag screen, LeBron tags, back action to the shake man, right into the post. We'll build off of that one on this next one. Let me go ahead and go on to this next one here. This yeah. is actually from the Bucks. Okay. But the five out being basically brought up by a lot of the teams now. Mm -hmm. And so this was when I originally drew this, this was actually an ATO, but it's still the same principles. I think it was probably one that they took the ball out of bounds on the other end, brought it up the floor, and you can kind of see they're they're out of their traditional like totally five out on this one. Mm -hmm. But the five has already kind of started to move down for the pin down. Then in the right side is the stuff that I like, where you end up with the misdirection, multiple actions on the floor, so help defenders are occupied, and then they bring it back, and you can either have the five with the slip on the front of the rim, or the two as it's drawn up here with a open three in the corner there. Yeah. I'm, I'm always attracted to concepts, like something that like there's a concept in your second frame there that like I, 
think I could apply to a lot of offenses, and that's what I call dribble up, throw back. Dribble up, throw back. You see player three dribbling up to sort of move the defense, and then they play against the grain by throwing back. All right, last one here, play number five. This is another video from the Suns here. I like this one a lot. All right, so in this one, the, the transition lanes by Phoenix is a little asymmetric, right? They're, they're, they don't have anyone in the right running to, toward the right corner. Devin Booker's bringing the ball up the rail with nobody in front of him. I know when I coached, I, I oftentimes like, like didn't like that. Like I wanted that balance and symmetry all the time. But, you know, now if I could go back or, or whatever, I would say that like, it's okay. Like it's still like right here, like Devin Booker, if he wanted to throw on the Jets, could attack to the outside of his defender and he's got an, an empty corner to attack and could get in, you know, possibly into baseline drive, baseline drift with Bridges, who it looks like filling the, the, the left corner. I used to like, you know, want players crossing the court or running across the baseline to balance the floor. But now I would probably ask myself more like, what can we do from here? Okay, well, I think what you're going to see is, is Booker doesn't turn the corner and kind of settles down at the wing. And Aiton, again, whose main street belongs to the big, is he's going to come over and set a side drag for Booker. And then there's the reject. So you've got the, the, the three amigos. That's what I call the three players outside the ball screen, kind of corner, high wing, slot. Aiton came out of the middle third to the wing to side drag for Booker. He rejected it and gets, again, gets to his signature shot, that really high elevation two-foot takeoff pull-up that he just seems to just be so, you know, such such a weapon. I know in the three-in-key era we're in and and the defense is taking away that, it's it's a weapon to have a guy who can who can make that shot. Now there's not many of them out there, but he he's certainly one of them. And again, personnel. Maybe if a guy who didn't shoot mid range jump shots takes one more dribble down. Now Aiton's running to the front of the rim, and you have the lowest man over here steps over to help with that. Mm-hmm. And that baseline drift that you just mentioned. Basically, I'm not sure who this is, but five whoever is back here on the backside yeah. is guarding 25 and Chris Paul. So those two. And now it's a decision of who should I pass to and then make that one more pass. Yeah. I have that di- diagram here. So you reject the ball screen, drive, get deep into the paint, and now yeah. you're basically just hunting who where the defender isn't, throw it to that player, and then let the ball find the open man. Keep it right there for a second, Tony, on that diagram. So so when when player two here, which was Booker, rejects, one a concept I like is when we when we penetrate baseline and say X3 comes over to, to stop the baseline penetration and X4 would drop to help the helper for dive. So I think I even tweeted it a couple of weeks ago. It's like when your man helps the helper dive. So like if, if you could just imagine the two defenders, X3 helping over, X4 dropping down to make sure we don't throw the drift. Now player four, if he dives right to the dots, to the dotted circle, you know, as twos rejecting, just throw a pass. And, and um, there's some college teams I've seen do that really well, uh, Richmond being one of them. And some, uh, you know, Euro, Euro ball screen teams, when they reject that team, sometimes you'll see that, 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 play, that stretch player where four is. My man helps the helper. I'm diving to the basket. Okay, we got one bonus here at the end. This is one that those of you that maybe keep up with either Fast Draw or you follow my account – 
This is from this week's Chalk Talk, and this is an opportunity for us to talk just about the Chalk Talk. They have plays of the week every single week. You can look at these on both Twitter and on YouTube. We'll give a breakdown and then also a video, and a they upload the the play as well to the to the play bank. So you can check those out on both the Fast Model Twitter account, account and on their YouTube page. And speaking of Fast Model, I did want to say this. Those of you that maybe I, I get from time to time, people that haven't been following us, say, what diagramming software do you use? This is Fast Draw. And they have a slew of products. But right now, and sell, to celebrate the finals, they're offering 21% off all Fast Draw and Fast Scout. And so if you're interested in, in that, you can go to the Fast Model website and use the code, the code that you see there at the bottom, Champion2021. And you can get 21% off both Fast Draw and Fast Scout. So be sure to go ahead and take advantage of that great offer. Before we finish up here, Randy, give me some predictions, things that you think might or will you're confident about it happen here for the rest of the series between the Suns and the Bucks. Well, I wouldn't I wouldn't plan the parade in Phoenix just yet. That Milwaukee, I, I'll, I'll just I mean it'd be hard to say Phoenix isn't going to win the series up 2-0, but I think we'll see Milwaukee a little bit of a resurgence when they return home. I know there's a lot of of conundrums they're having to figure out how they're going to guard different things with the pieces they have and how they're going to create offense. I don't know. I think I think return a return home and 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 uh, that 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 lively crowd that that Milwaukee's been um, been showing up with. I think I think we'll get this series. There's some drama left. That's my prediction. The longer you go with these, you I, I think you get like closer to pure basketball, like the best basketball, because these guys are making adjustments every single game, and by the time you get to game six or seven. I mean, it's it's incredible. I think every, the play last night that went around, what was it, like 11 passes that just kept going one more, one more, mm-hmm, drive, mm-hmm. attack, paint, one more, one more. And you get more and more of that as the series progresses. Like you said, like, you know, how are you going to guard Chris Paul? It's funny, every single time, it sounds so easy. They're like, you can't drop coverage. You got to go out and trap him. Like, okay. And then he's going to pass it to somebody else. Yeah. And these guys are trained to find one more. It's not that simple. Well, I mean, you, 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 uh, you know, it kind of connects with what the series we just got finished talking about with certain biases, right? Like, like try something else, you know, mm-hmm. keep, because, you know, you know, staying with this isn't a great idea, action bias. One we didn't talk about is hindsight bias of like, well, you know, that didn't work. Well, that's easy to say in hindsight, you know, like, I, I think that, you know, Chris Paul is, is a, a KG veteran, man. Like there's, you can throw whatever ball screen coverage you wanted him. He's probably seen it before and, and, and it can, can really quickly recall a solution or, or arrive at a solution. And, uh, you know, the construction of Phoenix makes it tough to, to do things because they got shooters and they got a great roller. I think that's one thing I've been mm-hmm. like, it sounds simple. Like, like, Roll to the basket. What skill does that involve? But Aiden has learned screening angles. He's learned rolling. And you can see like during stoppages and play, like Chris Paul and him talking and pointing and like he's absorbing what Chris Paul wants and what he sees. And he's become a, a really good roller. It's one thing to just screen and then turn and roll as hard as you can to the front of the rim. He seems to find really good angles that end up causing long help. Or by the time the help gets there, they're having to take one or two extra steps, but he's jumping at, at seven feet tall 
um, which makes it a little bit different than just straight rolling to the front of the rim. Um, so yeah, DeAndre's done well this series. We'll finish up with that. Appreciate all of you who joined us this week. If you missed any part of the live show, you can go back and watch or listen to any part. Visit Radius Athletics on YouTube to see the full interview or go to any podcast platform and search a quick timeout. And there you'll find the audio version of the show. Thanks so much for tuning in this week. We'll talk to you again next time on Hoops Forum.